You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Rewind Football Fantasy. Fantasy Football Rewind. Welcome to Fantasy Football Rewind. My name is Tony Cicada, and we are firing up championship week here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network as you're uh, getting it done. I'm getting it done, and I'll tell you what, I've been a little sick, so I'm feeling feeling good, feeling right. I can't explain. Remember that song? A little who. Who are you? But you all know who you are. You're a fantasy football maven, and you've come to the right place. Try to get a little help, a little enhancement to your fantasy football prowess. And we're here to give it to you on the Fantasy Football Rewind. I've been a little under the weather. And of course, you just heard me on for two hours. Now this is my third hour. So, we always do the best we can. And we always show up to play, man. We're ready to go. You know who is not ready to go? Emmanuel Sanders missed another practice. I said it earlier tonight. Jeremy Macklin, this guy's days and numbered, gone. He's a guy that uh, absolutely was doubtful this week, and he could forget about it. He's not a fantasy option anymore. How about the Saints defensive back Kenny Vaccaro put on the injured list? Uh, this is a guy that's been dealing with a lingering groin injury that requires surgery. He picked up a wrist ailment, and he's going to be a guy. One of those old-fashioned defensive backs that like to play the run. Um, so, P.J. Williams going to step in his place. So, that Saints defense that was once, actually one of the better ones in the league. Uh, we'll get there. The Seahawks will find $100,000 for failing to follow the concussion protocol in Russell Wilson in Week 10. There was a failure in the application in the NFL and NFLPA concluded after joint review. In addition to find both coaching and medical staffs will be required to attend remedial training regarding the protocol. It hasn't been unusual for the Seahawks to push boundaries during the Pete Carroll era. It always goes right back to USC when a guy was a cheater and a fraud. No, I can't. At, at college, you can, you can kill him in the pros. I think you should do whatever you can to win. You know what I mean? It's all about winning. You're judged on wins and losses. Your, your, uh, your paycheck Built on wins and losses. Emmanuel Sanders missed another practice. Not looking good there for Emmanuel Sanders. We'll have more updates as the night goes along. And make sure that you've got everything you need uh, to put it in. Uh, Sam Perrine left practice today with a groin injury. I have no idea who the hell would be left at running back. Capri Bibbs. That would be the guy. 
Imagine all of a sudden your championship week. Capri bibs or go home. Uh, I'll tell you what. There's not 24 good running backs, so it wouldn't shock me if you had Capri bibs. Somebody had him in their lineup. Be crazy. Stay tuned for more Fantasy Football Rewind. Hey, this is Greg Sussman from the Roto Experts in the Morning, and, and listen, we can all use a little help sometimes. That's why I talk to three guys every single day, and they help me with my fantasy teams. But if you need help with your fantasy teams, and you probably do, you should purchase the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football In-Season Package, featuring weekly lineup ranks, chats with our experts every single day, and player cards for every player in the NFL, including reports from InsideInjuries.com. You cannot beat it. Don't set your lineups without checking the Roto Experts Exclusive Edge In-Season Package. Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock Daily Fantasy Sports. Are you sad like a little puppy? Because the Lineup Luck Show brought to you by DailyRoto.com is now doing the NBA 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Don't be sad. I got Scooby Snacks for you. That's right. DFS Today brought to you by DailyRoto.com on iTunes. You get DFS information every day. Fantasy football, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Subscribe to DFS Today brought to you by DailyRoto.com on iTunes. Does your fantasy football team suck? <laughs> Did you draft David Johnson with the first pick? <laughs> I can help you out. Go to iTunes, subscribe to Stand Up Fantasy. I will make your whole life better and put a little smile on your face, make you happy. Maybe you find a significant other just by changing some bowling shoes. Maybe you'll worry about things a lot less. Stand Up Fantasy at iTunes. Subscribe now. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If you're making the minimum payments, but your balance is just not going down, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it will take years to get out of debt, call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 5 million people with credit card debt. They can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. If you're struggling with credit card debt, the first step is yours. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-220-3479. 800-220-3479. That's 800-220-3479. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Not a loan company. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM19, Oregon DM80031. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission. License number DC32.
Here we go. Yes, Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And I got something for you, man. I'm coming with a little something, something. I got Chris Meany, Justin Boone, the score in Toronto, and Jake Seeley in their rankings for Week 16. Welcome inside the Fantasy Sports Network studios. Chris Meany, Justin Boone, you see Jake Seeley on the screen. Congratulations, you've made it. Championship week. I'm assuming that's why you're watching, unless you just want to, you know, watch some, some football talk. I mean, that's possible. It's entertaining banter, I would say. I think so. <laughs> Jake, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing good. I thought you were saying congratulations to me for my second top five finishes in fantasy pros I, this year. I, I was not. I was not saying that. But congratulations um, on a nice showing. You're moving up the ranks. Justin's still inside the top five, and I'm just here. There he is. And I'm yeah. just here hanging out, looking for a top 50 finish. <laughs> okay, so week 16, again, check the link. This is going to be a much shorter show, of course. We'll go through all the positions, half point. Uh, you guys know the drill. Subscribe to the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page. We'll be talking football. This is going to be the last show, but, of course, it's not going to stop here. Uh, certainly for Jake, myself, or Justin, we'll be talking fantasy football right up until, you know, the Super Bowl winner. Absolutely. Maybe we can get some picks out of you guys before we finish up the show. Okay, so let's talk backs. Again, check the link. Hashtag check the link for the latest. Don't bug Jake. It's only Wednesday. You still have time to set your lineups. There's no Thursday night football game here. There's a couple Saturday games and a couple Monday games. So here we go. Top 10 running backs. No real surprise here. Let's talk about Ezekiel Elliott coming back. Uh, I'm sure, Jake, you're going to get some questions from people. I mean, Smith, is, he's found the end zone a couple times in like four straight games, <laughs> and he's going to cut into Elliott. No, this is a must-win situation. We just saw what Gurley did to Seattle. You're feeling pretty confident about Zeke having a big game uh, for people. Week, week 16, imagine that. I mean, here we are. We talk about Zeke all year long, Jake, and now you can get him back for championship week. It's awesome. You can, and I don't see any way he's not in your lineup. I don't care how good you had it up to this point or what you made if you found Kenyon Drake on the waiver wire. It doesn't matter. Ezekiel Elliott is back in your lineup. I know some people argue out there and say, uh, he takes a couple games to get going. He's kind of, look, you, you saw what he was from that trip overseas or whatever he did in the shape that he's in. Whatever. Ezekiel Elliott's been waiting for this moment to come back. Trust me, he's going to be coming back angry, too. All and right. congratulations to owners that managed to survive Zeke's suspension and Not actually got into guy. the final. I, was I lost in the semis. <laughs> I lost in the semis with Zeke, and I uh, lost by a couple points. I was really looking forward to having him. And I'm going up against him next week, so it's like... I survived because of Nick Foles. I'm rolling out Nick Foles and Zeke Elliott this week. Uh, Nick Foles going to win people's championships. We'll get to him in a little bit. Freeman is interesting to me. I mean, he's just been awesome in the, in the couple weeks with no Coleman. And last week, he was a, a cash game play for me with the fantasy footballers and his price didn't change at all on FanDuel. He's still $7,000. Uh, he had 90-some-odd yards and a, and a touchdown a couple weeks ago when he played the Saints. If Coleman does play, Justin, you still Freeman is still you know, top five back? Or? I have him as top 10. Top I have 10. him bumped down. And we'll have to watch Coleman, obviously, this week. Jake and I always joke about whether I end up putting the guys in or not when they're injured. I actually have Coleman ranked this week at the oh, moment. And I don't. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think he is going to come back. Let's hope. Um, you know, he's been out for – he missed last week, obviously. Uh, but – if he's back in there, we've seen what happens with those two. It is going to be more of a split. It does take a little bit off of Freeman. Freeman has been playing the better of the two, though, by far, so I would yes. still view him as a, a low-end RB1. How do you feel about Leonard Fournette, Jake? I know you got him here inside the top 10, but he's been pretty frustrating. I'm sure some people have some concerns about him. Yeah, and he obviously can for long term, especially going into next year, keepers, whatever. But, but the fact is, if he's healthy-ish, and I say 90%, and he's on the field, you have to start him, too. The fact is, he's been way too productive. You go back to the beginning of the season in the consecutive game streak of scoring a touchdown. That's a decent matchup. It's not something you need to be afraid of. So I'm looking at this and saying, you know what? 
if I expect him to be 90%, which means he's probably going to get about 60% of the workload as he always does, and the team still runs the ball plenty despite the fact of how well Bortles was playing, he's in my lineup. Right. I mean, I think the team would be smart to probably sit him for another week. Yeah. You know, I know the 49ers have been playing much better, but at this point, the Jags are going to make the playoffs, and you want to have Fournette as healthy as possible. You're going to lean on him in the postseason. I think they would be smart to sit him. They're probably not they, uh, right before we sat they down. They still have an outside chance for a bye. They may get a bye. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars may get a bye. It's unbelievable. And I think they can give the Patriots a go. They it's, really do. They're a team that no one wants to face in the playoffs with that defense for sure in that running game. That's a, a setup that can definitely win in January. But keep an eye on it. You know, like I said, right before we sat down, uh, you know, Fournette practice today. So he's probably going to be back this week. The 49ers have played a half-decent run defense, though. Um, of late so it's not as nice of a matchup whether it's because Jimmy G showed up and you know got everybody a little more energized on that team we'll see uh, but you know if Fournette is playing you got him having your lineup yeah Jimmy G I was listening to some he was mic'd up over the weekend man he fires me up he's on the <laughs> sidelines getting just like encouraging everybody uh, he's got a really tough matchup this week though okay let's go a little bit deeper here let's bring up 11 to 20 I was a little bit surprised Jake to see LaShawn McCoy outside your top 10. I get it. He's at 11. Uh, but going up against the Patriots, who have allowed the most yards per carry on the ground, do you have him as a top 10 back? or well, McCoy? I definitely have McCoy as a top 10 back. Yeah, I, I, have, him, I have him eight this week. Jake, why at 11? I mean, we're supposed to be LaShawn McCoy doesn't rush for 100 yards against the Patriots. You need a touchdown for him to be inside the top 10, and that's really what it comes down to. And if you look at this, the Tyrod Taylor doesn't play well against the Patriots. Patriots defense, yes, you mentioned the yards per carry, but the defense has been much better in the second half of the season. If you're going to the Patriots and you're saying, who do we need to stop? There's only one person left on the Bills at this point, and it's LaShawn McCoy. So I just have my hesitancies with the other names that are in front of him. It's not a huge gap, and especially if you look at the projections, but it just comes down to it. Yeah, that's fair enough. LaShawn McCoy, you have him. You're starting him uh, for sure. Okay, there's a couple guys here on Fantasy Pros, the expert consensus rankings. We always kind of do this. P. Ryan. Uh, P. Ryan is in here. You got him at 15. The consensus is 21. Murray, the consensus is 24. Mixon, the consensus is 25. I mean, how are you treating? Why do why you feel so good here about DeMarco Murray for the first time in a long time, I think, being up inside your top 20? It really just comes down to what they continue to do usage-wise with him. And the fact is DeMarco Murray, I actually tweeted out yesterday, three yards per carry since I think it's week six, somewhere around there. I have Oops. to go back and look at the exact week and when it happened. But he's been miserable that fast. But the fact is, the Rams are still very susceptible to the run, one of the worst teams against the run. That's the only way where, where you can attack them. If they are down, they keep using DeMarco Murray in the passing game. And the other part of it is when they get inside the 10 and the 5-yard line, they go to DeMarco Murray over Derrick Henry. So it's just all those factors. I'm not excited about starting them, but again, this is you know I always do this. It comes down to projections and for the usage of what should be in this game, even with the low yards per carry, the opportunity is there for him. I am Murray a little bit lower, uh, as Jake mentioned, you know, when you look back at some of his stats this year, hasn't topped, uh, has only topped 60 rushing yards once since week three. And that was um, a big, long run against Exactly. You know, I have him as a borderline RB2. I do like the matchup for him. But even if you're looking at, we saw last week with Mike Davis, who I liked so much, that game got out of hand very quickly. That Rams offense can really take it to you. I wouldn't be shocked to see that happen to the Titans again. And when you're saying, okay, Murray's going to, you know, get uh, passes and, you know, they're going to play catch up, you know, Murray's on pace for his lowest reception total this year uh, since 2012. And that's including that terrible year uh, was with the Eagles. With the so, Eagles? Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's, it's not a guarantee that he's going to rack up a bunch of catches uh, if they are in comeback mode there. So I, I'm not as high on him this week. Still, you know, depending on your options, 
he might sneak into your lineup, but more borderline uh, low-end RB2 there. Jake, what's your thoughts on Mixon? I mean, he returns, he gets in a few practices this week, he just goes back to, you know, touching the ball 20 times, and Gio just takes a back seat. Yeah, that's pretty much what you're looking at here for it. And the matchup's really good for him, too. That's the other part of it. So, Mixon, he was getting the usage before. I don't think he's going to get, like, 25 touches. I think Gio might still be mixing a little bit. But if you saw Gio last week, wasn't that impressive. And it really just comes down to that fact that, you know, I expected more from Giovanni Bernard last week with the touches and the opportunities he was getting. So it just comes down to Mixon was explosive. He was finally starting to put things together. The offensive line starting to finally play a little bit better. And it's just, I know the, the Bengals are miserable right now and they're falling apart everywhere, but that's mostly on defense. So if you're talking about them too, playing behind at all in this game, Mixon's a good pass catcher just as much as Giovanni Bernard is. So I think that he's probably looking at 15, 20 touches in this game. And we skipped over Deion Lewis, but Deion Lewis, if you own Lewis, you're pretty happy that Rex Burkhead, you know, is not going to play in this game. And Jake, I saw you tweeting, just stop it. Stop it with Mike Gillisley. I know you're going to get some questions about Gillisley. And I wouldn't be shocked if this guy was active this weekend, but I, I love the um, the ranking here of Lewis. Oh, there's only two outcomes for Mike Gillisley. It's either nothing or yeah, three four rushing touchdowns. touchdowns against his <laughs> former squad in the Bills, for sure. Um, and thoughts, Lewis? Yeah, I have him this right is, up there. He's going to get those goal line touches now that it was taken away from him. Right the up there is a high end RB2. And we've talked about how well he's been playing, even though they got Burkhead more involved. Lewis is still running really, really well, so it would be shocking to see them go away from him here. Yeah, and a, 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 you know, a couple weeks ago, a solid game against um, the Bills. Any you know, concerns with this Packers backfield? I mean, last week was a tough matchup yeah. against Carolina. Now we're playing Minnesota. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be around here. I mean, I could see people kind of going away from Jamal Williams here a little bit. Yeah, I don't even want to play him. I don't even really like the ranking too much. It's just because Minnesota is great against the run. Second part is Aaron Jones had his highest snap count since coming back from an injury last week, and it's, com- it's completely a mess. And a little bit more for Jamal Williams because Hundley is back at quarterback, and I think some of that had to do with the Aaron Jones and being out there with Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, that's all just speculation at this point. It really comes down to this is another one. I mean, projecting the usage here, and Jamal Williams still using the passing game, but they could go back to Aaron Jones more so even in the passing game, although Jamal Williams is very adept at it. This is just one where it's, it's very tough to project. I want to avoid it by all means. Yeah. And I, I agree. We really way. don't know. It wouldn't be shocking to see Aaron Jones come out and take the lead in this backfield at this point. You know, now that he's fully healthy and Williams had a bad game, wouldn't be shocking at all. And with Hundley under center, there's no guarantees that that offense even has success going up against the tough Vikings defense. So definitely a stay away if you can. I'm going up against Aaron Jones in a finals. Uh, the guy had Alfred he's, Morris he's and playing. he had Rex Burkhead. So he lost two guys and he's got kind of scary. Jones. Isn't it? It's very <laughs> scary. I mean, just to see what you mentioned, Jake, with the, with the snap count, I mean, how good he was before when Williams kind of took over. So very interesting. All right, 21 to 30. Let's go a little bit deeper here in the running back rankings to see uh, who you got. Lamar Miller. C.J. Anderson was awesome on Thursday Night Football. He's got a pretty good matchup here against Washington. Isaiah Corral. Wayne Gallman is a pretty big gap here in the Fantasy Pros consensus. 38. Uh, you have him at 24. You have McKinnon over Latavius. Jai is in there. I'm sure we'll touch on him one more time, a final time. Uh, why don't you give your thoughts on C.J. Anderson? Booker was still involved. Before we get to C.J. Anderson, we'll take a quick break on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You'll listen to Fantasy Football Rewind. Would you kick at you on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 a.m. Eastern. Back in the morning.
<laughs> it never gets old. All right, everyone. Two truths, one lie. I was going to be on the real world. I play the oboe. And I saved a kid's life. You definitely never saved a kid's life. I'm serious. Last summer, I donated bone marrow to a kid who had leukemia. Saving a life. The truth is, it's easier than you think. Learn how at DKMS.org. <laughs> who knew we were living with a hero? Um, a hero <laughs> who plays the oboe. <laughs>
back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're going to Fantasy Football Rankings Week 16, talking running backs. And the guys, we're talking a little C.J. Anderson. Hey, hard not to play him seeing what he did last week, Jake. Yeah, he's back. It's full circle. Yeah, you know, he's right. back to dominating this backfield. You know, Booker still had a decent amount of touches, too, yeah. but talking about 30. The only concern I really have about C.J. Anderson is the uh, the career high in rushing attempts. Is, is that going to affect him this week? I know he's not Adrian Peterson coming off like 37 at his age, but that's still something that's in the back of my mind. But the fact is, the backfield is his. I got to tell you, he probably will see his projection fall if it's Paxton Lynch and not C.J. or not C.J. Brock Osweiler at quarterback. So you're going to have to watch for that, but that's why I continue to update their projections and the rankings all throughout the week because I feel better about him than uh, obviously with Brock than Paxton Lynch at quarterback. You know, Justin, we've been pushing for Booker all year long. Booker, it's not Booker, happening. Booker. It's not happening. It's not happening. It's no. not going to happen. We saw last week. It's Anderson's backfield for now. And, uh, you know, I have him even higher than Jake. I'm up at 18. I think he's a real solid play this week. Yeah, I think he is too. Okay, Wayne Goldman, explain yourself. Uh, look at the numbers. <laughs> 80 receiving yards the past two weeks. The second highest in receptions. There's like 23, 24 targets, something ridiculous like that. It's hard to the believe Shane just, Vereen's still around on that team, Jake. I know. And and for the fact that Shane Vereen's still getting some of his looks as well. So it's not like it's like, oh, Shane Vereen hasn't been used and uh, what if he gets back into the game? No, it's Wayne Goldman is the Giants' best all-around running back. They're finally looking at him, seeing what they have for next year. And the fact is he brings everything from all dimensions of the game, and especially in the passing game, he's a very, very well-rounded running back, and you're seeing that. So this is half-point PPR. There's actually a pretty big discrepancy for him in a full-point PPR versus standard especially, but he gets that boost. I mean, you're talking about five, six receptions. That's three free points for you. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way. You have to be looking at him as a, as a, a pass-catching pass option. option. Yeah, yeah for and sure. maybe a sneaky play in DraftKings for, for sure. Yeah, they're going cross-country. It's a pretty tough run defense. So if you're looking at him straight up like that, no, I wouldn't want him on my lineup. I wouldn't want to trust him or anyone in that backfield, really. Yeah, in championship week, it would be tough to do. Uh, do you have McKinnon over Murray? We'll get Jake's thoughts in a second. But. I, I don't. I still really like Latavius Murray here. I mean, he has six touchdowns in his last eight games. Uh, you know, he has 75 yards or more in four of his last five. They're a nine-point favorite on the road. That's a great spot for a running back, obviously, as a big favorite like that. You'd like to see him at, at home instead of on the road, but it's still when you're that big of a favorite. Going against the Packers team, and we've talked about this a little bit this year, when teams get knocked out of that playoff hunt, it's a little demoralizing, yeah, yeah. I think, and maybe it's a little worrisome for the Packers this week, you know, going into that game. Rodgers getting put on IR. All that hope that they had is now lost. And the Vikings are just so much better of a team. And I think a lot of the work that they're going to get done on offense this week is going to be by leaning on Murray. And Jake, what's your thoughts here? Just maybe a few more pass attempts, a couple more catches? Being well, that, that's point. part of it. The other part, too, is Latavius Murray's not 100% right now. And I'm honestly concerned that's more so than anything. If he was 100%, I'd be more in line with Justin. But the fact that he's not, I could see them just saying, you know what, again, this is a team that's in the playoffs and looking for home field advantage. And they need to win this game to keep it up there with the Eagles. But at the same time, you want to make sure everybody's healthy for the playoffs. So I don't know that we see Latavius Murray get 20 touches this week. So that, that's just more of, I think there's a little bit more of a balance this week. And while I you know, have Murray ahead, I do still have McKinnon pretty high. I have McKinnon up yeah. as a low-end RB2 as well. So both both good plays this week in my mind. Yeah, both great plays. Ajay, where do you got Ajay? I saw a, a little bit more. I mean, fewer carries, less yards, but he did have... Finally, double-digit fantasy points the first yeah, time. Yeah, whatever. You saw, uh, go back to Fantasy Pros. You saw him ranked number one for running backs last week, right? You, Yes, <laughs> I did see that, number one. Uh, but I did notice you had a Jai in the mid-20s. Like, you bumped him up a little bit from, you know, when we talked last week on Wednesday. Yeah, it wasn't that far, though. Yeah, well, anyways. 
And that's where he deserves to be. That's where he is again. Yeah, it's where he is again. Yeah, I get it. We're still seeing him split. I I like the matchup. You know, I think they're going to dominate the Raiders. Uh, So I think that is a great spot for him. Uh, You know, he's still getting by far the most touches in that backfield. I think it was something like 14, uh, 7 for Blunt, and I think Clement had 5 or so. Barner had a couple, yeah. So he's still getting the work, and he had 89 total yards last week. So it wasn't a, a complete bust there or anything. He just didn't get in the end zone. And we saw them still have a ton of success with Foles as far as efficiency, getting into the red zone. Just Foles stole all those touchdown chances from him. So hopefully we see Ajayi get into the end zone this week. He still gets the same amount of touches or in that area and gets a, a decent amount of yards as well. And I think he could still have a big day as, you know, maybe a low-end RB2. But the risk is there. The risk is there even if they get up big that they decide to go to Blunt or someone else and rest some of their guys for the playoffs, which they're obviously going to be one of the top teams in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, if Minnesota loses, there's some talk that they can rest some guys on Monday as well, but I don't think Minnesota's going to lose to Green Bay, um, so they'll probably play their guys uh, against Oakland. I said this before, and I'll say it again. I know you agree with this, Jake. We've we've talked about it on On Target numerous times. When this team gets in not only the red zone, in the 30, Ajayi's out. It's Blunt, it's Clement, it's Barnard. They don't even use him. I've hardly seen him on the field when they're inside the red zone, um, that remains to be seen if that's going to change or not. Maybe come playoff time, uh, <laughs> which won't help you at week 16. Okay, let's go a little bit deeper here. Uh, there's a couple of more interesting names in this 31 to 40 range. I'm uh, just going to go right to 40, in fact. Amir Abdullah, going to play eight snaps last week. We all want Teon Green. It's frustrating. We don't know about Theo Riddick, but this is a really good matchup against the Bengals. They've given up the most rushing yards over the last five weeks, the most fantasy points to backs over the last five weeks. In fact, they've given up the most rushing yards in the NFL. What's your thoughts on Amir Abdullah? Jake, you can't talk me into playing Amir. Now, Ola, who do you want to play down here? That's I might play Tion Green over him. I may actually play Green over him. Tion Green actually doesn't miss this list by much. It really just comes down to this is half-point PPR, and Amir Abdullah gets that slight edge because I did. I've got a lot of people saying that. Oh, I think you forgot to rank Theo Riddick. No, if I don't rank somebody, it's because I don't think they're playing, and Theo Riddick doesn't sound like he's playing. They don't, the team doesn't sound very optimistic about his wrist injury, same wrist that he dealt with last year. I don't think they're going to have him out there this week. So it really comes down to Abdullah and Tion Green. And the fact is, we called for Tion Green two weeks ago, and yeah, what happened? It was yeah. Theo Riddick. So, you know, I know that they're going to use Amir Abdullah, and in the passing game, I see him getting a little bit more work. And that's just really what it comes down to. He gets the slight bump because of the receptions. And we're going to have to listen to see what the beat writers are saying, you know, what the coaching staff's saying, though, their coaching staff. I'm not listening to them. They yeah, don't, they, to they don't tend to give that, that much information either, especially with injuries and things of that nature. So. Um, I, I would also have Tion Green above Abdullah this week. I just think he's a, a better talent at this point. I think looking at that Bengals defense, and you mentioned it, they've been crushed by running backs. Certainly one of those teams that have completely given up on the season. Even their head coach doesn't seem no. to want to be there next year. Right. Um, so funny. I think that they could just get run over in the ground. And if it, that is the case, I think Green might be the guy doing it this week. He seems to be that power back for them now. And it could be a breakout game for him. Check the link to see where Jake will have green, and you're right, he didn't, I mean, 41. He just actually missed uh, the top 40 here, so he certainly is startable for people who maybe were riding Alfred Morris or Rex Burkhead. Let's go in and take a look at your quarterbacks. Let's see your top 10. Nick Foles has certainly made uh, a pretty big jump. Now, I know you were hiring him last week as a quarterback one, and he finished certainly as a quarterback one. In fact, uh, I, I tweeted this out because I was a little bit ticked off with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has zero 20-point performances this year, zero games with over two passing touchdowns. Foles did that in one game. I mean, come on, Foles. Uh, Jake, you feel pretty good about Foles, though. You picked him up. You, he, he got you maybe potentially this far to championship week. Why not play him again against the Raiders? 
uh, and it doesn't get much better than facing the Raiders, and it's at home, and uh, despite the fact that what everybody's saying, let's say that the Vikings lose just somehow. They they get upset by the Packers. The, the Eagles still aren't going to rest their starters for two reasons here. Maybe the running back situation is the only one you have to worry about, but that's a dicey situation in and of itself. Is the fact is two reasons here. One, teams don't rest their starters in week 16. The last person to do that, you got to go all the way back to, I think, uh, Peyton Manning when he was with the Colts and um, the, the head coach that was Tony Dungy, that knucklehead. And we saw how that worked out <laughs> when they sat him in the second half of the week 16 game. So that's not happening for one. And two, even so, Nick Foles just started one game. Right. You still need him for the playoffs to make sure he's ready for the playoffs. They're not going to yank him at halftime and say, yeah, Oh, we got a game and a half of Nick Foles. He's fine for the playoffs. We got everything we need to see here. So Nick Foles is going to be playing through this game. Worst case scenario, they're up 35 to nothing halfway through the fourth quarter, and he benches them. And at that point, you're going to be thrilled with the result anyway. Yeah, you were you were you brought him up last week with that seven touchdown game. This is the team against the Raiders. I know. It's, it's and funny. as I was watching the game last week, when he got up to four, I was like, oh my god, he's going to throw seven after I said that. I know. Do you have him as a quarterback one this week? I do. I have him at, at QB eight this week. Um, you know, some people talked about how the Raiders' pass defense hasn't been as bad recently. You know, I would say I think some teams are running on them might not have to pass as much, and they haven't gone up against very difficult competition. You know, guys like Trevor Simeon. Geno Smith, even Alex Smith or, you know, Dak without Zeke, not the toughest matchup. So I, I think some of that might come down to just those matchups who they were going up against. I, I could see the Eagles just running all over them, and, and they're a big favorite this weekend. I think Foles is going to win some people their fantasy titles on, on Christmas Day. It's amazing. I mean, people who had Wentz thinking they, they're, you know, Wentz is going to bring them to a title and getting bummed out and maybe just going and grabbing Foles. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about. You mentioned Dak without Zeke. How about Dak with Zeke? Jake, you got him at seven. What's your thoughts here? Yeah, the number, you just look at the numbers. Well, first of all, the Seattle pass defense has been pretty much abysmal since they lost all those piece, pieces to injury. But the second part of it is Dak with and without Ezekiel Elliott. His numbers are just like impressive how big the disparity is with and without. So it's just the fact that Ezekiel Elliott's back on the field. Dak Prescott gets a huge boost back up. And Dez, too, actually. Dez, you know, yes. interesting how, you know, at the start of the year, you know, before the season started, we were talking about Zeke being suspended for six games, got to bump Dak up, got to bump Dez up. But it's been kind of the opposite. I feel like Dez has been pretty quiet when I thought he would, you know, get a lot of targets and catches. Uh, we'll get to wide receivers in a little bit. Blake Bortles, you got him as a top 10 QB? Blake Bortles, I he have him. He has the second most fantasy points in the last four weeks. <laughs> what? What? I have him right at 10. I mean, he's been a, a top 10 fantasy quarterback in each of the last four games. Blake Bortles carrying people to a title. You know, even with Marquise Lee out of the game last week, he had success with Keelan Cole, with yeah. Jaden Mickens. Uh, you know, Didi Westbrook didn't have did as big of a game, really. but, you know, Didi's still there and, and really going to step into that number one receiver role for them. Um, so, yeah, Bortles, shockingly, I think if we started the season and you, you thought that we were going to tell you this in fantasy championship week, you probably would have stopped watching back then thinking he, we were crazy. Yeah, 92 fantasy points over the last four weeks, only Big Ben Moore. He's got 1,000 yards, got seven touchdowns, one interception, two rushing touchdowns. Jake, what's your thoughts on Blake Bortles? I mean, even like Justin just said, no Marquise Lee last week. He left early. DD hardly did anything, and he was just fine. Yeah, he's been just fine for a very long time, even before these past four weeks. The only bad game he's had in the last eight or nine is the one against the Browns, which obviously that's the concern you have with Blake Bortles is that's a game that he should have came up big in, and he didn't. And if you look at the one against Arizona, no touchdowns. He got the two rushing touchdowns, but that's the fact here is you say, all right, 
is Blake Bortles going to turn back full pumpkin on us just when we're ready to trust him? And, you know, that's why I have Nick Foles higher, even though after just one game, just because the trust factor there, and we've seen the bad and just how bad Blake Bortles can be. But at the same time, I said it a couple weeks ago and been saying in the waiver column since then, he's going to win people titles. And whether or not he win it with him or got to the title game, he at least got you here. So I think that if you have him on your team, you just have to be happy you made it this far with Blake Bortles. Yeah, I would say so too. You can just continue to ride the wave. And I mentioned it with the 49ers earlier when we were talking about running backs. They've been half decent against running backs recently. Haven't allowed an RB to top 60 yards against them since week 10. And on the flip side, you know, they're giving up the second most fantasy points to opposing QBs. Come back. We'll get more rankings with the guys. You listen to the Fantasy News Desk. Actually, that's all over. It's Fantasy Football Rewind right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Back with more after this. I owed the IRS $10,000. The IRS garnished my wages. They put a lien on my house. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency in the world. They do not give up until you pay. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions Now, and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions Now, and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions Now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. Tax Solutions Now can get you help. Our agents know the rules can stop the pain and get you the best deal we connect you with a team of former irs agents and tax professionals who will get the irs off your back we saved our home and overcame the most powerful collection agency in the world call tax solutions now time is running out call 800-910-9962 <laughs> it never gets old. All right, everyone. Two truths, one lie. I was going to be on the real world. I play the oboe. And I saved a kid's life. You definitely never saved a kid's life. I'm serious. Last summer, I donated bone marrow to a kid who had leukemia. Saving a life. The truth is, it's easier than you think. Learn how at DKMS.org. <laughs> who knew we were living with a hero? Um, a hero <laughs> who plays the oboe. <laughs> Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 immediately. That's 800-955-3793. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-3793 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-3793. That's 800-955-3793. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 
855-3793 for your free author submission kit. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermal filtration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. and they continue to get it done in week 16. Here are the guys getting it done. Oh, shoot. The guys had a little issue there. You know, that's one of the things there is that I wonder how many of you guys uh, took the advice on we had on splitting pots and how many of you guys are going to already had your fate decided or if you're doing like a 60-40 split or anything like that. I wonder how much of that's in play. And how much you've gone on from there. Saying, hey, I want my money. Uh, some people need it. I heard people talk about it. It's great. I love it. I'm glad we opened the dialogue. Here are the guys talking about the rankings. And it's not going to happen against Rose. So what do you do? You go to Randall Cobb for the quick slants, for the quick over the middle of the field, the easy routes. And I think Cobb could rack up six, seven catches in this game. Yeah. So, so much for the juice that Rodgers is going to give. Yeah, I, apparently that bottle was empty. Yeah, I bought into that narrative. Um, thoughts on Cobb? Yeah. The consensus I, is on 37. There's a pretty big gap here. I have him lower. I would have him higher than, than Nelson, though, uh, if Adams is out. I do think he would be the play. But I'm just not that excited about the offense in general with, with Hunley and going up against the Vikings. Obviously, the Vikings are a very, very tough matchup. I'm not saying that Hunley's going to go out and have a, an 84-yard game like he did right. against the Bucks a few weeks ago. But I, I'm not super excited about them or their, their chances overall. So I would stay away from them if I, if I had other options, and hopefully you do. I could see double-digit targets, Jake, uh, to your point. I could see a lot, of, yeah. a lot of work in the passing game for sure if you need, uh, definitely need somebody. All right, let's go. Uh, let's round this out. 31 to 40 wide receivers. Let's see what we got here. Marquis Goodwin. Oh, Jacksonville. Uh, tough spot there. Cooper Cup, we see 33. Nelson Aguilar, who was fine last week. Maybe partly, you know, this, Jake, about the Giants and slot wide receivers. Mohamed Sanu, Kenny Stills, and then we go Keelan Cole. So if, I mean, Hearns doesn't play, or if Hearns does play, like, would you not play Cole? This guy. No, it, there's no way. Uh, yeah, it's, it sucks. It's too bad. This guy's been you, you great. Can't. Speedy, was it three straight games with a touchdown? Three straight games with a touchdown. 99 yards a couple weeks ago, and then the 186 <laughs> last week. They do the same thing. Hurts is, is the touchdown guy there, yeah. So, I mean, that's too bad. Anybody here in this range, interesting. Obviously, you mentioned Tyra Williams with no Keenan Allen. Yeah, I, I'm not super excited, and hopefully you don't have to play right. anybody Nobody in this, this range. range yeah. Nobody that's that exciting. Um, you know, Marquise Goodwin, the... The dream is probably dead this week. He's been playing phenomenal, but that Jags matchup's a really, really tough one for him. Um, you know, and Cooper Cup, 
there's great chemistry there. There is always the chance that yeah, offense still play cup. that offense is going to score a lot, and there is the chance that he's going to be the one that has the the biggest game. They do spread the ball around quite a bit, but with Woods back, it's definitely harder to trust them. All right, let's round out the show. Let's see your tight ends, top ten tight ends. Rob Gronkowski up at the top. Uh, interesting what's going to happen. Some people in the office, I know you're a Bills guy, they want him to take out Gronk's legs. Yikes. Right off the get-go, I say, let's settle down here a little bit and let's play clean. Uh, nonetheless, he's up at the top. Kelsey, two. Ertz, three. Graham, two bad games in a row. What was it? Zero and minus in one league last week. Walker, Ingram, Doyle, Olsen. Olsen. Let's start with Olsen. Olsen was... Nobody, no, probably nobody played him last week, Jake. He played him the week no. before. He did nothing. Left him off the on the bench. I know somebody in the office is like, oh, I went up against you two weeks ago, and I had Olsen, and now Olsen gets 100 yards and has a phenomenal day. Now you can play him. That's, I mean, that's what we're doing here. We're, we're playing Greg Olsen. He's, he could be even Well, as you can the see, wire. there's still a little bit of hesitancy for the guys that he's behind because you can trust them. That he could get knocked out of the game and not return. He could re-injure himself. He could aggravate the that injury that he has. And then the fact is, is Tampa Bay's actually, that's the one area the defense has actually been solid is against the tight end. So there's a little bit of hesitancy there. But he's in the top ten, which means you're starting. Yeah, up. the consensus is at four. What are you, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I have him as a, a top five play. I also have him at four. Um, I, You know, a couple weeks ago, I had legitimate concerns. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't have played him last week, especially when he left that game and then came back. It looked like that foot injury was probably going to be an issue for the rest of the year, but he, he's right back to it. And with Bunches being a little banged up, too, there's a good chance that Olsen's going to be their top target for the rest of the season. Yeah, Bunches was disappointing. We skipped over him. I would still play him if you had him. Uh, it's, a, it's a good spot for him. All right, let's go a little bit deeper here, 11 to 20. Again, you're, you're in a tough spot here, but this is this is the position. You're searching for touchdowns. Yeah, you're searching for touchdowns that, you know, we thought Jesse James had at the at the very end of that game. He did not have it. Charles Clay, O.J. Howard. Let's touch on O.J. Howard, you know, reportedly in a walking boot after that Monday night game. What's the deal here with Howard? Um, obviously, Jake, you're going to keep an eye on him, but Cameron Brait, would you just put Brait into that spot? Yeah, I think Cameron Bray was maybe behind Vernon Davis, but right around that same spot. That's what you're – you just slot him back in and hope that he has that same connection that him and Winston have had before this started with O.J. Howard over the past couple of weeks and that we were all excited. As soon as Bray were back together with Jameis Winston in that first game back, and you were like, oh, my God, look, everything's good all over again. So I think that's what you would be hoping for, for the fact that he has no O.J. Howard to deal with and he's getting the majority of the targets going to the tight end position. That's what you would be looking for. And to go back to Jesse James, obviously you're hoping for what we saw two weeks ago with the 10 catches. Yeah. I don't know that he's necessarily going to get to that, but you have to assume his target share is going to be significantly increased by no Antonio Brown. And Charles Clay is another guy in this range. Had a nice game last week. They're going to have to throw against the bad Patriots matchup, to though. keep up with them. It is a bad matchup, but there's not that much in the Bills receiver core at the moment. So, uh, you know, Clay seems to maybe at least get, be getting back to somewhat close to what he was doing earlier in the season with Tyrod. So there's a chance that he has a good game there. Ben Watson is kind of interesting in the same kind of situation as, you know, Jeremy Macklin goes away, and it was just really him and Mike Wallace, Jake. I mean, he's probably going to get a lot of targets as well against the Colts, but it's a pretty good spot. Yeah, that's what you're looking for. Again, this is what you're hoping with him. You're hoping for a touchdown. He got one the other week, or I think it was just last week, and you're looking yeah. for the opportunity there to step up. Ricky Seals-Jones, if Jermaine Gresham doesn't come back and going against the Giants defense, everybody gets touchdowns against them. So these are the kind of things you're hoping for in this range. You're just looking for somebody with an opportunity to hopefully score because if you score a tight end touchdown, you're going to be a tight end one that week. 
And I think that might be the perfect spot to end on. Just the Giants' defense are terrible against tight ends. It's been a theme the whole season. I think that's it's a good good way to end, I would believe. <laughs> yes. Uh, some news filtering in. You mentioned Hearns back at practice, Jake. Julio Jones had not practiced today dealing with an ankle injury, but he's expected to play. It's just – it is what it is. You're seeing it a lot this it's season. It's Julio. With, with Julio and some of these other superstars just kind of giving him that day off. We saw it with Antonio Brown with a toe injury. We saw it this past week with DeAndre Hopkins. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Jake, congratulations. A good showing running back last week, number one. I hope you do it again. You get yourself um, uh, inside the top five. I hope you stay inside the top five. Guys, it. it's been a pleasure. Good luck championship week. On the way out, can we get a Super Bowl pick from you? Who's going to play in the Super Bowl? Who's going to win it? Are you talking to me or Justin yeah, nope. first? I didn't I'm, know who you were I'm going to first. I'm talking to you, buddy. You are the guy. These are your rankings. Now I want to know who's going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I can't I can't go away from the Patriots, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be the Patriots. And although I do think the Eagles can still get there with Nick Foles. I'm going Patriots-Eagles. Yeah, Patriots-Eagles, a rematch of 04. That was my pick four weeks ago. I'm not going to go down that way. What are you thinking? Steelers-Eagles. And I think the Steelers are going to end up. Boys. I think if, as long as Antonio Brown comes back healthy for the playoffs, I think the Steelers could pull it out this year. I think it's going to be the Saints and the Pats. I uh, just love that run game. The defense is solid. We haven't even seen Breeze do a whole lot. I think there was one game this year against Washington where he needed to throw. He had two touchdowns in like the final two minutes. Hold on. Before we get out of here, how about like forget who you th how, who do you want it to be, Chris? Obviously, I want it to be the Eagles. You guys I know, know but I facing who? We don't. Do you really want to see the Patriots again? No, absolutely not. As a Bills fan, My I definitely don't want to. My pick at the start of the year was Packers and Steelers, but with Antonio Brown, I'm not I, I'm not as optimistic as everybody else around Pittsburgh that this guy is going to be able to play in four uh, weeks. Um, like entertainment purposes, know. I actually want to see Jaguars-Eagles. Well, I was going to say Jaguars-Rams. That would be the ultimate, right? The Jags oh, defense the, going the, the up NFL against Sean McVay. So it's been the story off. of the year. The NFL, the NFL is going to make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> Blake Bortles and Nick Foles winning championships in Week 16 <laughs> and going for the Super Bowl. Always a pleasure, guys. Jeez. Check the link for the latest. Again, this is just Wednesday. Justin, um, it's been a pleasure, man. Appreciate Thanks a lot it. for this. And uh, good luck, Week 16, guys. And, of course, we'll always answer questions. So hit us up, especially Jake, early before you have to make those calls. Adios. I'm Mark, and I quit smoking with Chantix. Congratulations, Mark. You quit smoking, but Blake Bortles has done better than you. Not only is he not smoking, Blake Bortles is uh, uh, putting his team in the playoffs for the first time in 10 years, and yet people will be talking about Eli Manning, Alex Smith. Come on. Those guys blow. Give me Blake Bortles. Give me Bortles service, baby. That's the way you got to play it. Take a quick break. Back with more on fantasy football. Rewind. Rewind.
Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-894-5559. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-894-5559. 800-894-5559. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Muscle Maker Grill was made for baseball season. Muscle Maker Grill supplies you with delicious, healthy meals that will give you energy to cheer on your team week after week. Whether you're craving flavorful salad, packed wraps, or guiltless entrees, Muscle Maker Grill has you covered. Hosting a game? No problem. Our catering packages will have your whole team satisfied with flavors ranging from Italian to Tex-Mex and much, much more. Visit MuscleMakerGrill.com for your nearest location and have a winning season. Does your favorite fantasy sports show pair banging on the table demanding shots? Drinks on Greg. Drinks on Greg. Drinks on Greg. With deep, smart Kareem Hunt analysis? If not, then I think the fantasy BFFs are for you. Every weekday at 11 a.m. here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on YouTube Live, join Greg Sussman, Frank Stanfield, Mike Florio, and NXT wrestler Eric Young for some of the best, most enjoyable, most imaginative fantasy analysis out there. Don't get your fantasy from boring people. Yo, this is the fantasy football best friends forever. Check out the fantasy BFFs 11 a.m. every weekday only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and the Fantasy Sports YouTube page. Join the family at Modell Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Modells and sign up for our MVP rewards program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Modell's cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Modell's gift card. When you got to play more and pay less, you got to go to Mo's. You know what I love? 
about fantasy sports. It takes the insanity out of sports. You don't have to sit here and root for a team endlessly without fate when their management sucks and they're never going to win. And it's supposed to be a reflection just because you live in that city or you live in that area or your parents were one of those teams. Yet, I find it amusing when people are passionate and loyal to their teams. I sometimes, too, you know, I, you know there are times, too, I admire them. They still have the passion. But I stopped uh, being passionate. It's more about making money and maybe that's sad maybe that's sad in a way but I always said when Robert Kraft pays my electric bill I'll become a better fan so Bobby Kraft reach out to me (laughs) I'll be your man I think with fantasy sports that it's become that I only in the playoffs like that's when I really get behind my team so at the top of the hour on fantasy football rewind you gotta listen to this if you're listening on demand you got to listen to this. I haven't heard it yet, but my job is to play the best stuff from the day. And then we could debate it and we can live for it. But this, I can't even believe, is actually a segment on a show today. And this happens once in a while. Can the Bills break the drought? Can the Buffalo Bills defeat Tom Brady and make the playoffs? I can't wait to hear this argument by Gabe Morency. Very passionate man. But a man that knows Buffalo's known for dildos. Stay tuned. Hour number two. Fantasy football rewind is over with one hour. But a second hour remaining. How about that, baby? (laughs) 